If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. Outstanding. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Dale Lippin in here with none other than Trey Van Buskirk. Trey Van Buskirk, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I've just got a full-on roid rage happening right now, but I don't do roids. I actually I feel like Jorge Masvidal must have felt last oh, night at the steak man. restaurant, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a bit of a bit of an issue last night, uh a kerfuffle, if you will, between one Colby. Uh, Covington and Jorge, yeah, <laughs> Donnie That's Brooke, if you will. Um, let's have a Tilly. Yeah, I mean, look here. Do you want to just get right into this? I mean, I felt like we we got to kind of ease our way into this because I have, I've got an all time diatribe prepared for this. So, I think we just right off the rip, dude. Let's let's pay know. some bills first, then I want yeah. you just to dive into it. All right. Well, okay. Let's talk about bills that aren't being paid right now currently. Are you drinking anything tonight or no? Why do you do that? What? No, you know. What? You know exactly are you what you're doing right now? I literally just took a drink of water in front of you. Are you drinking anything right now? Yeah, I'm I'm drinking right now. And okay. it's what's frustrating is you know it's a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Well, the reason why it's a non-alcoholic beer is because we're not sponsored by Cutwater yet. Oh, that's what you so you did it at my expense. That's what yes. I just did there. Yeah, of course. Let me tell the people I'm drinking a non-alcoholic beer like a bitch, and you're gonna parlay it to us not being sponsored. That's cool. That's fine. That's cool. I just know, yeah. like, I just feel very um, transactional for you right. right now. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and preface this now. Trey's internet is a nightmare. Um, he's got some sort of freeze, unfreeze. It, he says he's in California. Uh, you guys know that we've never met in person. He might actually be in Ukraine. I'm not sure. It looks as if, though, he's recording this episode on a Russian Android phone. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening right now. I've seen oh, man. I've seen snuff films with better video quality than what Trey is coming through right now. What is what is wrong? <laughs> what is wrong with your internet right now? Dude, gas is too expensive. You got to pick gas or you got to pick internet. I haven't really figured that out yet. Oh my gosh, this is just this is this is bad. You sound like Zuckerberg whenever the adrenochrome starts running out. That's what you sound like right now. Oh no. Dude. Oh no. All right. Okay. We're gonna make it work. We're gonna try to make this work. Guys, this um you're talking about high gas prices. The, the cost of everything is going up. We're we're not uh we're, we're not blind to that. You guys aren't blind to that. So you have to have this delicate balance when it comes to high prices. You have to balance high price and quality. Um, I can't do anything about the price other than lower it for you, but the quality is second to none. If you guys are interested in the most high quality meat on the planet Earth, go to punt or go to uh, stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code FIST and you can save 10%. Uh, I can help you on the price, I, you know, and, and the quality speaks for itself. So uh, save some money there because you're going to need it at the gas pump. Let's go, Brandon. What you got? <laughs> Is that the new uh, Allegiant shirt, the Let's Go Brandon? <laughs> right, might as well be. Actually, you yeah. know what? It's not just him. It's all politicians, to be honest with you. I, I, I just, every single one of them. It's not just him. I, I, hate to, I hate to give him all the credit that he's the problem. They're all the problem. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. 
Well, what's not the problem is Allegiance Clothing, guys. You know that Dale's actually rocking the most recent custom shirt, what is called the Hedge. I'm sure mm -hmm. a bunch of you guys purchased that. Mm -hmm. I'm rocking a standard just Allegiance Clothing shirt, but I love wearing it just because of the butter blends. The best fit, mm -hmm. best feel, best price, and USA made. Guys, go to AllegianceClothing.com, type in that code, you're going to get 15% off site-wide. Good thing we got that ticker at the bottom because that was a mess. <laughs> I wonder if I should just go out and then come back in. No, you're good. Keep it going. You're fine. Okay. You're fine. Um, don't let it frustrate you because I'm just going to, I'm just teasing you. I don't really care what your internet's like. You do whatever you want to do. doesn't matter to me at all. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say this. Th those of you that may have missed the episode whenever we announced it uh, with, with the, the hedge t-shirt, um, we donated a hundred percent of the proceeds and everything. And it was matched by, uh, matched by Allegiance, we submitted that to the Red Cross in Kentucky for the hurricane, or not the hurricane, the tornado relief right before Christmas that decimated a bunch of towns throughout the Midwest and South. Um, and thanks to you guys, it was about six, what was it, 680 some odd dollars um, from the shirts went directly to that. So cheers to you guys. I know we said it at the end of the show before, but it bears repeating in case you didn't stick around for it. Um, so yeah, let's get after it. Uh, Doug says, has Cutwater reached out to you yet? If not, they're missing out. They have not. We we are, we are, you know what's crazy? They haven't reached out to us, but we are in constant dialogue with them. So it's 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 this weird thing. We are in constant dialogue. When's the next shirt? The next shirt will be um, we've got two designs that I mean we, we actually have like six designs in the queue, but we have to determine how we're going to choose the next one right we were going to do we have a caucus mountain warriors design and then we have a wave the flag um you know punch list style design so those are the two that we've kind of queued to be next in the hopper um, but we haven't just determined which one uh we're gonna go we're gonna go with so if you've got any suggestions we're open to that but yeah we've got we've got plenty of designs in the queue uh we just need to determine which one comes next Dale, I'm riddled riddled with anticipation. I'm also trying oh. to keep my words as succinct as possible yeah. given my shit internet connection. Okay. Having said that, dive right in, my brother. Okay, so uh, real quick, says some more limited edition ones. Yes, every shirt that we make will be limited edition. Um, so th it, that's the way it will be. Um, do an Instagram poll. We can. Here's the thing with that. Real quick, before we get into the Colby George thing. Um, I have no problem doing Instagram polls, but we need to make sure that everybody like engagement waxes and wanes with us depending on the event. So we need one where like everybody is aware of what's at stake, right? So we want maximum participation. If we do it for like a UFC Columbus and a thousand people participate in it, that's, that's one thing. If we do it for Gaethje versus uh, Oliveira, and we get that engagement, it's something completely different. So we'll get there. Um, I'm not opposed to Instagram polls. We poll just about everything because we just do what you guys say to do. This is basically your show, my mouth, just like your wiener and Trey's hands. So that's pretty much the way that works, right? Perfect. Fantastic. Perfect. Okay. All right. So those of you who are unaware, um, Jorge Masvidal went and uh, – Met Colby Covington at a steak restaurant last night in Miami and reportedly, we'll just go just blanket reportedly and allegedly from here on out, um, hit Colby in the mouth and around about the head area two to three times. And uh, apparently Colby's got a chipped tooth and some other things. The cops were called the whole nine. 
right? Do I have the basic overview of that correct? Seems correct. Okay. Colby was at a restaurant in Miami with the Nelk boys, who, again, I don't understand what this is. Um, <laughs> he was there with the Nelk boys and Bob Mennery. Um, those he's of part you, of the Nelk boys now. Just have he's part of the Nelk boys now? Yeah, whatever he's part Nelk of the Nelk is. boys podcast. Yeah. Okay. All right. So whatever a Nelk is, Bob Mennery is one of those now. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Colby's there hanging out with them. Jorge, and I don't know if he's by himself or had some people with him. Most likely they had some people with him. Uh, ran up described as being in a hoodie with a surgical mask on. Um, apparently they're not COVID masks anymore. It's a surgical mask. And he punched him in the face right. uh, and supposedly chipped his tooth. Right. Veneer. Okay. Veneer. Right. Of course. Uh, yeah. If you got money, man, fix your teeth. Shit. Darren Till, dude. Uh, everybody that if you've got the money and your grill is fucked up, fix your teeth. So, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Okay, so I have a lot to say about this. Do you have? Do you want to add, do you just say something first before I before I I go off? I gotta I gotta time this, dude. The internet is not stable, and to okay. be honest, you just look fiery. You're all sweating. You keep itching yourself. So I feel like there's something deep down in your loins, and I want to hear it. Yeah, I'm not sweaty. I just have greasy skin, but I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so there, I think that there's three guilty parties here. It's not any one individual guilty party. Um, I will start with probably the most guilty and work my way backwards. Uh, Jorge Masvidal is the most guilty here as he is the aggressor and the attacker. Um, you're aware, most of our listeners are probably not aware. I know producer Jake is, is aware. For years, um, I worked in law enforcement and in particular in the for the Department of Corrections, both state and federal. Um I have met and talked to and sat down and interviewed thousands of inmates over the course of 10 plus years. And there's one thing I will tell you, uh, Trey, is that most felons are dumb. Ooh, they're pretty dumb. And I, I just say that they're, like they're dumb. Like the, the median average for a felon is somewhere right around the 80 mark. And the median average for a non-felon that exists out in the world and somehow keeps it together is somewhere around 100. Now, deviations, depending on area, do exist, so I don't want to discount that entirely. Um, Jorge Masvidal, if I'm not mistaken, am I mistaken in thinking that he was once arrested and charged with a felony? Is that correct? If not, he's about to be because they're, they're charging him with, was it felony battery, right? Um, so we're, we're right along those lines. But in my time working with those people, Trey, do you think that I ever encountered anybody that was guilty? No. Wrong. I'm just kidding. Probably a lot. Actually. Wrong. They're all guilty, right? And and most <laughs> of them, when you ask them, are you guilty? They'll say yes, right? Most of them will say yes. The adage of like, oh, I'm here, but I didn't do it. That's not it. That's not right. it. That's, that's not accurate. What's accurate is, is that most people with that mindset, it's not that they didn't do it. They'll admit that they did it. The problem is, is they won't accept responsibility. It wasn't my fault. X, Y, and Z happened that made me react this way, right? So like I sold drugs because I didn't have any other opportunities, right? I killed him because if I didn't, he was going to kill me first. Or I did this because I didn't have any other options. I robbed the store because I couldn't get a job. I, you know, I stole, I, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? They, they will admit that they did it, but they won't admit to the fact that they are responsible for their own actions, right? 
And one of the common things that we see with this is people will say, well, that's where we, that's how we do it, where I came from or how I grew up. It's a built-in excuse already saying that I am beholden to this precursor of laws and rules and regulations that supersede everything else because that's the way I was raised. It's a built-in excuse. So Jorge Masvidal attacks Colby Covington. And what's the first thing he does? He goes on Instagram and says, I'm from Dade County. That's what we do where I'm from. As if that has now somehow excused the fact (laughs) that you just assaulted somebody. Right. Right. Now, you know how I feel about law enforcement. You know how I feel about the police. Um, You know, uh, basically, I want I I want you to catch murderers. But like as producer Jake said, uh, I don't want you to execute no knock raids on me. So that's basically catch the bad guys. Leave me alone. Right. Um, So that's my relationship with the police department. In this instance, you cannot go up and just assault somebody. And I'm all for if Colby decides to press charges, he should be allowed to press charges and should press charges. Um, Honestly, if it was on video and in a public place, he may not even have the option. Assaulting somebody is assaulting somebody, especially if this isn't a mutual combatant city or state. In Seattle, you and I can decide to throw down. And we are mutual combatants, and neither one of us will go to jail for that. Not everybody's like that. Just like some states have castle laws where I can shoot you on my property, right? South Carolina, I got to shoot you in my house. So I got to wait till you come in the house before I shoot you. But Pennsylvania, castle law state, you can be running away with my TV. I can shoot you. You don't have to present a clear and present danger. You're on my you're on my property. I'll protect my whole castle, moat and all. I can protect right. it. In California, you hold up a gun in the air and you get arrested. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, you have you have like air rifles. You don't have real guns. No, it's all airsoft. No, you guys have real guns. All right. So anyway, I don't want to I don't want to camp on Jorge Masvidal. But here here's the thing, right? What we do know is that we we know that higher IQ people are based largely. There's a correlation between that and uh, higher level GDP, right? Higher level. So he, he he's from an area that's doing better financially. He's more likely to have a higher uh, IQ. We also know uh, that it's that IQ level, that that problem, that reasoning is correlated to his education, which if I'm not mistaken, he was a high school dropout, right? Yeah, cool. Uh, and we also know that that astro- like IQ averages are largely dependent on the success predating in the household and whether or not there's one or two parents in the household, which single parent household, uh, probably no no formal education on that end either, right? And we also know that per income capita, there's a correlation between uh, in areas where it's about $425 a year per IQ point. So if your people aren't making money, chances are you're not going to be very smart either. And one of the things, the last thing I'll say about inmates is, is they have no imagination. You can't go to an inmate or you can't go to somebody with that level of IQ and say, if this happens, then what, right? So they only think about the here and now in the same way you ever hear the thing about the monkey, how to catch a monkey, right? You've heard this. You have a jar with like a narrow head or with like a narrow opening, put, put, uh, um, put, a put like a treat, put, put a treat, something that will attract a monkey into it. Right? Banana. Banana. Sure. You put a banana in, into the narrow neck jar. The yeah. monkey will put its hand in and grab the banana, right? Right. Yeah. And it will become stuck. It won't let the banana go to pull its hand out. It doesn't have the ability to reason that if I do this, then that will happen, right? Mm -hmm. 
So Jorge Masvidal supposedly just signs the most lucrative deal, one of the most lucrative deals in UFC history. And it literally goes and does something that will possibly cause him to not ever fight again. He doesn't have the imagination to see that I just did this. So if this happens, then this will happen. They can't see two steps in advance. They can't do it. It's just, it's not his, it, I don't say it's not his fault, but he's just not smart enough to do it. He's not smart enough to know. He doesn't see it that way. Because his response is, is it's not my fault that this happened. It's where I'm from. It's where I'm from. So right. I'm going to pause for a second, take a drink. Do you have anything to say to what I just said before I get on to Colby? <laughs> I've dealt with bullies <clears throat> my entire life. Mm. Um, that's why I got into jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. 12 years ago. And most bullies come in and it's an act. Right. Just like, you know, Colby is. It's all mm. an act. Colby is someone who anyone will tell you outside of the octagon, he's a very pleasant guy. But he has a very unique way of getting under your skin because he's playing a role. Mm. Jorge is someone that doesn't know how to shift gears. He's not, he's not acting. He's raw. Um, and being a raw person like Jorge, you're only going to evoke one emotion, and that is fist to face. The problem is, like you said, he's not smart enough to take a step back and understand this is in the effort of trying to garner more eyes. It was indicative when Colby fought Usman in the end of the end of the fight. He said, hey, man, all love just trying to bring eyes to the sport. Colby has gotten under Jorge's skin so much so that he has completely eviscerated that fine line. And Jorge put himself in the worst situation because if he thinks that Colby talking about his kids is bad, look what their dad just did to their financial wealth. Dana's going to get involved. The police are getting involved. Colby has every right to raise his hand and call felony battery. Yeah, he did. He put his own foot in his mouth. What a what a true bully does is he gets mental warfare and then leaves the situation. <laughs> One that actually jumps in on it is an idiot because they they cause more problems for themselves than they do the victim that's what happened so a couple different things i want to bring this to attention logan says in the chat that he heard that jorge sucker punched him which for all intents and purposes i believe to be accurate as well i've heard the same thing uh jorge was even on air the hawani show years ago talking about how he is was known in the streets for be, for being great at sucker punching people which is just the dumbest it's thing. Sick. It's That's the dumbest sick. thing I've ever heard in my I'd want to be known as that the yeah. sucker puncher. Yeah, for sure. That's uber bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that that's one thing. The, the other thing is, is that, you know, you had you had all the ability in the world, right? Um, for 25 minutes to inflict as much physical harm on each other as you possibly could. Colby talked talked about his kids prior to that. He talked about his kids after that. Again, it's this built-in excuse, right? Like we almost make the excuse for him. Well, Colby was playing a character. Colby was talking about like, we are using the excuse. It's already built in there. That's not the case, right? You are responsible for your own actions. You're a parent. I'm a parent. Um, one of the things that I try to teach my children, especially my son, is that if you allow another person to control an emotion out of you, whether it be happy, sad, angry, depressed, joyous, whatever the case, if you allow and give that person power over that emotion, that person controls you. You're not in control of yourself. So you have to be the master of your own feeling. You have to determine how each 
piece of stimuli that you receive, how you're going to process it and what your response is going to be. Because if you allow somebody else to dictate that, they control you. You don't control yourself. So Colby can play a character all he wants, but the moment that Jorge acts on it, like he did here, Colby won again. Not only did it beat Jeff for 25 minutes, but you acted on it, and now he won again. And he's going to win in court, and he's going to win your money. Yep, exactly. Now, Colby Covington, on the other hand, I'm glad you said that people say that Colby's a good person outside of the cage. Um, I'm I'm reminded of, of a of a proverb that was spoken to me probably several thousand times as a child. Um, shout out to Dave Clutonati, wherever you're at, big Dave. Uh, he used to tell me, Dale, bad company corrupts good character. He used to tell me that all the time. Okay. Right. Which, which would probably boil down in a non-biblical sense to you are the company you keep. Right. Um, Colby Covington in his desire to become this heel like character at a certain point, will lose track of who he is. You you cannot separate church and state for 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 years like that. Yeah, if yeah. you hang out with drug addicts all the time, Trey. Like I say I'm just going to hang out with all these drug addicts while they're shooting up and everything else. I'm just going to just going to hang out with them. Just going to do my thing. Do you think there's any point in time where you might you might be feel so inclined to do do the same thing? Keep going. Okay. If you hang out with uh it, you know, people that are doing hood rat shit your whole life. You're more inclined to do hood rat shit. You're okay. more inclined. You're more inclined to do that. It, okay. it, it, if Colby continues to operate the way that he's currently operating and does so, the separation of church and state can only happen for so long. It can only happen for so long. It, it, it absolutely. Okay. That's fine. I like <laughs> that you disagree with me here. I'll use Ric Flair for an example. Ric Flair was the Rolex wearing high flying, whatever, you know, uh, he, he was that man, right? The two-time and Ric Flair. Yeah. But when Ric Flair started wrestling, he was married. Now, he's since been married about 10 different times since then. <laughs> but the reason why it was because he became the character. He became Ric Flair. Oh, he, yeah, he became, this is, the whole, this is uh, the whole Heath Ledger thing. Same thing. No, Heath Ledger just overdosed on, on some sleeping meds because he was having a hard time getting some rest. Mm, no, he didn't become he, the Joker. He did. He was no. very dark and depressed. Oh, the, yeah, dude. That was the whole story. Don't, don't, don't. Rest in peace. All right. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> Heath Ledger. <laughs> I got you, Heath. Uh, oh. Hanging so out with Paul Walker, dude. Hell Paul, yeah. Wa- Paul Walker and Heath hold it down. Blonde, blonde hair beauties for life. Anyway, yeah. uh, I think that I think Colby loses sight of who he is at, at a certain point in time. And the problem is, is that you're hanging out with those people, right? you are in a situation that you can no longer control because it's not your normal. It's not your environment. You can assimilate, but you'll never be one, right? Like, so Colby can say, I'm the king of Miami. And he can say that it's on site. He can, he can say that he's adopting these rules and these mantras and these built-in excuses, but he'll never be that. He's still going to be the kid from Oregon. He'll never, he's, he's not going to assimilate. The only problem is, is that he's just going to keep swimming further and further out away from shore and at a certain point he's going to turn around and realize he doesn't know how to get back anymore he's going to have lost sight of the shore you disagree no i disagree because everything he's done has been strategic it's been premeditated dude and he's surrounded by people that are pushing this narrative but doing it selectively it's Mm. kind of the conor mcgregor mentality of like when he first came in everything was premeditated what he was going to say before what he was going to say after it was all prepared 
Mm. Here's the difference. His management will verify and say, yes, Colby, go say this, go do this, act like this. Don't do that. Now, if you look at Jorge's management, the guy's a fucking bozo. And I say that because what did, what happened right after Jorge clocked Colby? Or his manager gets on Twitter and says, hey, there's a guy in Miami missing a tooth. He incriminated his own client for personal gain. And when you look at management like that, that's where management, like the Ali Abdesleases of the world, they don't truly Hmm. care about their client. They care about personal gain and personal awareness. So this fucking moron incriminates his own client and is part of that rough and tumble thug type lifestyle versus Colby's management premeditated, selective, surgical, strategic, so many adverbs there in your face. Do we know, I'm saying, do we know unequivocally that Colby has handlers per se? He has to. No, that's an assumption. That's not not a fact. I'm sorry. You think Colby's uh, strategically uh, negotiating his Bang Energy contracts by himself? Have you seen the CEO of Bang Energy? Yeah. Okay, okay so you tell me Colby. You, you you tell me Colby can't negotiate that deal. <laughs> maybe that one. That was a, that was a that was a miss. <laughs> you tell me he can't negotiate that. I, I'll be honest. If Colby has writers and handlers, he needs better ones because the stuff that he has is good, but it's not great. And if you're paying for that, you should be paying top dollar. Um, that being said, I think I don't think that Colby has handlers. If Colby had handlers, that now we'll get into the Nelk Boys and Bob Menery. Okay. Um, Nelk Boys and Bob Menery are are the little tiny sucker fish that swim beside sharks and on sharks, right? And I say that because the shark is is capable of great and incredible violence, right? So the Nelk Boys and Bob Menery, what do they want to be? They want to associate themselves with athletes, fighters, alphas top of their field athletic prowess, right? And the reason why that is, is because they are not those things. So to the Nelk boys and to Bob Menery, the shark, they are the sucker fish. The shark is everything. They depend on the shark for life because without the shark or without the Colbys and the athletes of the world, they get no clicks, they get no views, they get no airtime, they get no relevance. And they are merely actors. They're imposters. They're not quite parasites because they need and they provide a small service. And the service they provide, if you're the sucker fish, is you clean the scales of the shark and keep it free from bacteria. And as a result, the shark stays alive longer and it provides the fish with more sustenance to stay alive. In this instance, it's a mutually beneficial relationship because Colby hangs out with the, the Nelk boys and Bob Menery and people outside of that audience then go, who is this Colby Covington guy? Who is this Ty Tuivasa? Who are these people and why should I care about them? It brings new eyes on the sport, which you have sat here and defended time and time again. It brings new eyes onto the sport. The sucker fish is necessary to keep the parasites off the shark. Now, that being said, the reason why these guys are so drawn to these athletes is because of, like I said, the athletic prowess and the violence. The violence. You, you know, you know what does it? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give, a, a, as a, as a, as a married man, and as you as a married, as a married man, and a person in a long-standing relationship. And I just let me drop a hint for you guys out there. If you want, if you want to just send things over the edge with your old lady, <laughs> I'm serious. 
Drink six Cutwaters. Drink six Cutwaters. But outside <laughs> of drinking six Cutwaters or getting her to drink six Cutwaters, be capable of violence. Be capable of violence, not towards her, but be ready and be capable and have it under control. Your woman does not want you to be violent, but your woman wants you to be able to take care of her and protect her and know that you are capable of doing so and capable of great violence, but yet have it under control. And the Nelk boys and Bob Mennery, they display female characteristics in this sense because their entire persona is to sell themselves in this pseudo-sexual way and they're bringing about this beta-like energy yes absolutely because they want to surround themselves with people that are capable of more than themselves oh my god dude you're so wrong because you don't understand that you first off you keep saying the nelk boys as if it's like just this little podcast group the UFC, if any fighter outside of the top tier guys like the McGregor's, the Colby's, whomever, they're all utilizing the UFC for one thing only, Dale, and that's called a platform. That's mm. it. Because if they weren't utilizing it as a platform, they'd be in Bellator. They'd go to bare knuckle boxing where they'd actually get paid, Dale. So when the, you call the Nelk boys these little parasites, these they going are. next to – dude – Maybe in that one realm, but all those fighters are dependent on platforms like the Nelk Boys to broaden their scope, bring in more sponsors. I literally just said that. No, you're making it sound like the Nelk Boys are these little bitches that are running around like, please, 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 like, come join my podcast. Uh Uh-uh. Colby's definitely reaching out to the Nelk Boys to be like, Mm. dude, come hang out with me and share me with your millions and millions of fans. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. Do you think there's more sharks or more sucker fish in the ocean? I don't know what a sucker fish is. That's the most you do. ridiculous thing. You, it's not a ridiculous thing. You are the ocean guy. I know, but what's a sucker fish? What, I don't know the actual fucking name of it. The <laughs> a, a Borealis succumus. I don't know what it's called. Well, don't but call it's a, it a sucker fish and expect wh- me to know what that is. Dude. That's what you, but it, that's what it does. It literally, it swims underneath the shark and it sucks all the stuff off its, off of its freaking scales. That's what it does. Sounds kind of hot, dude. I don't know what it is. You know what it is. You know full well what it is. Yes, it is. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I'm literally saying that whether the athlete is the is the shark or the UFC is the shark or vice versa, it doesn't matter. It's mutually it's a mutually beneficial relationship. If the sucker fish doesn't exist, then the parasites eventually kill the shark. It's mutually beneficial. And there's more sucker fish in the ocean than there are sharks. Our next Instagram post is for sure going to be the sucker fish. Oh my gosh. Pleco, thank you. Fucking Matt T, man. I just thank you for showing up week in and week out, Matt T. Golly. Do you know what a Pleco is? No. Yes, you do. Don't just this is bullshit. I UFC call cult- sharks. UFC <laughs> sharks swim, bro. They don't run. <laughs> UFC-, oh. UFC Columbus takes place this Saturday night, headlined by none other than Chris Dawkins versus Curtis Blades. Are you done with this Colby and, and Jorge Masvidal thing? I'm done. And I hope everyone liked that. And if you did enjoy that segment, please like this video so we can <laughs> share our platform and hopefully get on the Nelk boys. I would, I, you know, I, I would decline. Oh, fuck you. Dude, I would. What? I would decline. Okay. Yeah. I like you're, you and I are going on there and drinking happy dads and being stoked. Get it. I don't get know it. what, a ha- I don't know what a happy dad is and I'm not going on their podcast. I quit. I quit, dude. You you've completely lost it. You've become an old man, dude. Nelk I boys am an old. You know what? I am an old man, and I don't want to hang out with whatever the fucking Nelk boy is. 
sucker fish, bro. I have no <laughs> desire. Like I can, I can, the, the Lord could strike me dead right now. And I'm not going to get up to the pearly gates and go, wish you'll kept me around for the Nelks. I don't care about that at all. I really don't. If I cared about this stuff, do you think that we would go as hard as we do on things? No. I do. You know, you realize by doing this show, you and I will never work for ESPN. No, it's never I know. Fox Sports, nothing. Like we, no. the, our only hope at this being anything is having some sort of new <laughs> media company come out that doesn't care about what we say whatsoever. Pirate radio, dude. Pirate radio. It, it, maybe if Infowars decides that they want to bring on a pot like a <laughs> MMA podcast, it's about our only hope. Otherwise, <laughs> this is our passion project till we, oh, till we end up eventually either hating each other or we stop recording. Like that's this. That's what this is. It doesn't seem like we have many options. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. You, you after after everything we've said on here, do you think you're getting hired on by the UFC? I don't know if I'm getting hired in general. Dale. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to keep my regular job. That's Dude. what I'm saying. Yeah. Speaking of which, can we talk about the UFC for a split second? Uh-huh. I talked. I Listen, it got misconstrued as if I was talking shit about Max Griffin. And oh, I wasn't. And I wasn't. You- Backpedaling son of a bitch, dude. I'm not. Ba- Listen, hold on. Oh my wait. god! Can you wait a second? I'm not backpedaling anything. I'm literally gonna defend my position. I'm doing the <laughs> opposite of apologizing. Okay. Okay. All right. So for those of you that are unaware, uh, Max Griffin fought Carlos Condit several months back, and <laughs> the boys were split. Trey was on Team Max. I was on Team Carlos. Uh, also, the first time in the history of the show that we had two uh, punchless alum fight each other. Yeah. I called Max Griffin the garbage man of the welterweight division. Ugh. And the reason why I said that is because Max Griffin takes who the UFC is not sure what to do with and beats them so that they have a reason to cut them. They put you up against Max, and if Max beats you, they cut you. And if you beat Max, they go, well, he's still got some fire left in him. He's still got some gas in the tank. And they keep you. He separates the wheat from the chaff. I meant that in a very complimentary fashion. Because that's not everybody can do that. Not everybody can be the measuring stick. They're literally saying, you are the talent level that we are looking for. And if somebody cannot meet or exceed your talent level, they have no business being here. That is that is complimentary. That is not me taking shots at him. Well, anyway, Max Griffin thought that I was insulting him, and felt that I was yeah. I was being uh, insulting. And you immediately just sided with him and said that I was for sure. I just yeah for sure. If this were prison, I'd cut you for that. Well, I'd be fine and have Max to protect me. You can't so, you can't come in and call someone the trash man and try and put a positive spin. That's like saying, "Hey, I, I, um, said I think man. this guy's the the sewer fuck of the division." I and said gar- because he's the sewer fuck, um, I didn't mean that. I just meant that the sewer and the water goes straight, and he always has a game plan and he fucks people up. That's what I meant by sewer fuck. Like you can't do that. I literally said he's the garbage man. Like he takes out the trash. What is wrong? What is wrong with that? You, you realize waste management's a union job. Those guys make bank. Oh, oh! So now I'm against the union. It appears so. It appears you're, you're the most anti-blue call. You're literally sitting there with your Pepperdine University diploma behind you, talking bad about union workers. Oh man, this is turning into bad places. 
Oh man, now I have greasy skin. Like, you. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> All right, you sucker fish. Let's oh, get into my. this card. Oh my gosh! Only dude I've ever seen punch someone's ear off. False. False. Jessica, I punched off Leslie. <laughs> Leslie Smith's here and Jess Guy, you can't convince me, might not have been a dude at one point in time. All right, here we go. Um, UFC Columbus takes place this Saturday night. Like I said, Chris Dawkins taking on Curtis Blades. Oh, man. I don't even know what the first fight on the main card is. Yes, I do. It's Alir Latifi taking on Alexia Olenek. Alexia Olenek at 59 and 16. Alir Latifi at 15 and 8. Trey, we're 36 minutes in, dude, and we're finally, uh, finally getting it in here, man. Finally, mm-hmm. going to break down the first fight. All right. Mm-hmm. Alexia Lennox basically fought 115 times. Alir Latifi, not so much. He's the minus 195 favorite here, taking on what should be, by the grace of God, please let this be Alexia Lennox's final UFC fight. Because um, you know he's going to Bellator after this. Plus 170 <laughs> over under rounds is at one and a half. What happens and why does it happen that way? I have a conspiracy theory that the loser goes to Bellator. I think Alir Latifi's in the same boat. I'm sure he is. I have no he doubt about it. He wasn't good at 205. He's not good since he's moved up. He's a human little bowling ball that kind of just struggles with, you know, the reason he moved up from 205 is because he's just not athletic enough. He has He's prone to injury. Dude, his upper body has been horrible, so he hasn't been able to get his wrestling going. All he does is lay up against the cage, much like he did against freaking the Black Beast, and just holds you. You can't do that against Alexi Olenek, who is the boa constrictor, who wants to hold you as well, who wants to do a standing arm triangle and squeeze mm. the fucking life out of you. Mm-mm. This is a bad matchup for both Mm-mm. parties because you're going to have someone's going to wear against you and you're going to have someone that wants to squeeze you. So this is going to be a very boring curtain jerker fight. I will say that over one and a half seems like a fantastic play, even though Alexi Olenek's like 95 years old. I'm going the over one and a half here, Dale. I don't hate that. Um, I just disagree with Alexi Olenek being able to choke Alir Latifi. What part of him do you choke? You don't. He's a whole human bowling ball. That's what I said. Right, but what you, you said he's going to squeeze the life out of him. What part of him is he going to squeeze? That's He's the bow constrictor. He squeezes anyone's life. Okay. I didn't so, say Alexi Olenek is going to win this fight. I just said that's what he does historically. Ah, historically speaking. Okay, all right. So my concern, I guess, would be Alir Latifi, sloppy entries, um, but I, th- I really think he should have his way with him. I think the minus 195 is adequately priced here. I I, mm. I just don't see anything, athletically speaking, that Alexia Linux should be able to do. And I don't think that's a big stretch. I don't think anybody's sitting there going, Alexia Linux is an athlete in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he's right. a professional athlete in the sense that he competes in athletics professionally, but he's not very athletic. Alir yeah. um, Latifi should be able to win this fight. And to your point, even though... Um, Alexia Linick has lost three in a row, and Latifi's lost three out of his last four. At least Latifi's coming off of a win because he beat Tanner Boser. So I don't necessarily think that he's on the chopping block, but he's not He's not safe either. Neither one of these gentlemen are safe. I anticipate a safe game plan, though. Um, over one and a half is a good play here. I like that. Okay, that sounds good. Definitely yeah. not going to be exciting. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I don't see that at all. I don't see what if, what if it's like the fight of the night? Like, what if this is Mark Hunt versus Bigfoot Silva three? What if it's like that? <laughs> that makes sense. Oh yeah, I fucking love that. I would love that. There's no, I, I, I just, just sloppy, bloody heavyweight fight, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. Just like an elbow, just split them open and just slip and slide in their own blood. 
have it like yeah. coagulating on the mat please oh, dude alexi can you imagine with his white chest hair just oh, blood running bro. down it dude like oh ugh. my gosh latifi that little tiny square body just covered in blood he looked like a newborn baby with the placenta on him still <laughs> i'm just kidding that's disgusting goodness gracious trey Jeez, what, what happened there gosh how about this do you ever see you ever hear about those ladies that eat the placenta oh yeah dude did you see uh did you guys say no but matthew mcconaughey took the placenta and then buried it in his tree or buried it in the ground and then it grew into a tree that i'm okay with that I'm okay with that's that. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think I think people do that, don't they? Like, won't they, won't they bury like a fruit tree or something on top of people, and then you know, it's good, like helps it grow quite a bit. I just didn't know it could turn into a tree. Well, the placenta itself cannot turn into a tree, but surely there was some sort of extracurricular planting that took place. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Is he claiming some sort of? botany style immaculate conception where this this placenta turned into an oak tree all he said is his newborn son got wood oh my gosh you're absurd that was the longest dad joke in the history of dad <laughs> jokes asker askerov taking on kai car france car france at 23 and nine askerov at 14 0 and one uh overrun arounds at two and a half tray askerov minus 350 car france plus 285 Minus three fifties too. We can't take that. That's too high of a price, right? Yeah, gosh, but that's too much juice, lock, dude. That's so much juice. That's that's double gusher juice. You can't do that. People just forget, man. There's, I think, because we're so prone to so many Russian fighters now in this like drowning style that it just gets diluted. I think we mm. forget that like this guy is a title challenger right here, and obviously this fight right here is like the number one contender fight. <sighs> Kaikara France was screaming from the freaking balcony please i knocked out the chinniest guy in the entire division i deserve a title fight dude this is a true fight cody at a drowned out no chin person does not warrant a title fight asker askerov absolutely does he's got insane cardio good iq executes a game plan drowning style and kaikar france dude for a guy that's got he actually People are thinking this whole don't blink thing. Well, yeah, the last two fights he's had, he's knocked the guys out. But before that, he wasn't really a knockout artist. His whole thing mm. was he was a good pepper from distance, good cardio, and fantastic takedown defense. So what makes this fight interesting, Dale, is the fact you got a guy that's going to try and drown you and take you down, and a guy that's got really good takedown defense and heavier hands. Asker Askarov is going to do everything he can to get this to the ground. I still think that wearing style wears out Kaikar France. He gets this thing done. You know, both guys good cardio. I don't see it getting done. A decision, Askarov, maybe. Yeah. Interesting. I do want to ask you something. As the resident uh, jujitsu black belt, um, what is a Bravo choke? A what? Bravo choke? I don't know. B R A B O. Bravo. Bravo? Am I saying I it correctly? I don't know. Hobo is that you know, <laughs> oh hobo the hobo now I know oh the hobo yeah yeah I was super familiar with that one what is that because I was looking at, I, I was trying to figure out whether or not inside the distance would be a play here and like you said Car France was a decision machine but he does have a win via Bravo choke B R A B O do you know what this is no but you I didn't talk have... and I will figure that out that's gonna bug me I just figured you would know I'm upset that I, you don't I'm embarrassed I'm sorry. Well, yeah, actually, well, you, I don't know the internet. You're also a person that said that a guillotine is not a real choke. So, I just, 
I stand by that, dude. I stand, I stand by that. I stand by this. It's a wrestling move. <laughs> that a guillotine is not a real choke. It's just mm-hmm. it's just discomfort. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Matt T says, "Is that a forearm choke?" I've never heard of that. We have no I idea. Okay, no idea. cool. Um, my thing with Askar Askarov is you'll hear me say this a couple times tonight is that he just does not fight enough for me to like remember how good he is. Like I know he had the win over Joseph Benavidez, but like trying to look back on this, how impressed was I over that win over Joey B? Like was I Fantastic. super blown away with that? Was I looking at that going, damn, that is a guy um, that I really, I really, really like just would love to see him fight for a title. Uh, I don't believe that that was my sentiment. However, that being said, uh, I would much rather see him fighting for a title other rather than Figgy versus Moreno 4, which they're announcing. That's probably just the laziest matchmaking that we could possibly do right now. Mm. Um, flyweight has is, is just amongst, if not the most mismanaged division in promotional history. The UFC has just never done a good job with its flyweight division. It never leaned into Mighty Mouse. It never, I mean, it's just, they have just mismanaged flyweights time immemorial. Um, I would even go so far as that applies to women too. I don't think they're marketing it very well. Um, I mean, you've got the Russian assassin as your champion. Like Valentina Shevchenko should be everywhere right right is she not the strawweight champ am i saying this right yeah she is no she wait flyweight she's flyweight strawweights rose right yeah so i'm right okay i just said strawweight in the wrong spot sorry yeah flyweight valentina i'm right okay you're messing with me here golly uh valentina should be everywhere everywhere absolutely everywhere uh, Sorry, I'm watching a video on the side of this Bravo show. Oh, well, watch the Bravo. What's going on here? Is it's it like a dark? It's, exact, it's, a dark it's exactly Eric, what Eric just said. Yeah, it's I a dark. Freaking the dudes. Besides having the Valley Tudo belly rocker, just just aces, <laughs> just aces, absolutely just aces. Absolutely love Eric. Um, which, if you guys don't check his show out, he's got probably the night like I like I have like a little base mind. Eric sounds like he could re- like read you bedtime stories or maybe talk you like through diffusing a bomb. Very, really? cal- very calming voice. Very calming voice. That sounds nice. Like if you come across a bomb in a briefcase, like that's the dude you want on the other line. Like he's just like, now listen, Trey, what we're going to do is we're going to take the green wire. Whoopsie Daisy, not the blue the green <laughs> wire. Grab the scissors. Nope, those yeah. are the forceps. And dude, very patient, very uh, just good voice, wow. good voice on that guy. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Check it out for sure. All right, Asker Asker up minus three fifty parlay piece. There you go. Bang 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 parlay piece. All right, um, let's get after it here. Matt Brown taking Brian taking on Brian Barbarina. Barbarina Ooh. at sixteen and eight. Matt Brown at twenty three and eighteen. Essentially a hometown fight for Matt Brown, right? Um, minus 120. He's the favorite here over Brian Barbarina. Overrunner and rounds at two and a half. That's a generous, so generous 12 and a half minutes here, Trey. I told oh. you this play earlier and you hated it, but I'm going to stand by it for God and country. Inside the distance is the play here. Inside the distance. You don't have to take the under, but take inside the distance. These boys are built for violence. This is a hometown fight for Matt Brown. Brian Barbarina is a willing combatant, mutual combatant. He will be there 
in the center, ready to throw down, ready to shed blood. There will be blood inside the distance, man. Hammer it. I didn't like it at first, but I do like it now because I totally forgot that Brian has horrible cardio. Um, so he will go all or nothing that first round and a half, and then he wilts. Plus, oh, if he gets know, clipped, man. he gets dropped. So I think Matt, Matt also, dude, look at his last couple of fights. I know he's, he's he's won, but he winces if he gets a body shot. Like he's definitely he's always older, been that way. He feels it. He's always been that way. If you go back to like the Eric Silva fight, Eric Silva hurt him bad to the body, and then Matt he, Brown, he makes it known though. He goes, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's very bad. Yeah, what's well, the immortal belly rocker tattoo? That's what I it know. is. That's that is. That's what it is. It just lets it lets you know. Gosh, man. Oh boy. Yeah. You think you, you think he regrets that immortal tattoo? You think he regrets it? Mm, no, because he's got a little hair covering it now. Yeah, you got a lot of hair covering it. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. So Matt Brown, um, yeah, I mean he's just built for violence, dude. And it's a hometown fight, <coughs> right? I like the under. Under. You like the under, under not even half. inside the disc. Okay. I so think, we're not dude, even I going into right out the gate. Because you forget, man, this isn't originally when I saw this, I was like, oh, here we go, back to the apex. But dude, we're in Columbus. We got a crowd. Yeah. We're ready to party. Yeah. Yeah. Adrenaline dump. Inside under the distance. I like okay. Well, I see. I, I see you, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna. T- I'm just gonna pull it up because I feel like I can get a little bit. It'll be a little bit extra juice. I'm laying on it, but, but, I'm yeah, gonna buy myself another here? two and a half minutes. Yeah. You what's know. the difference here? If it's, it's vastly different. I'm going under two and a half because I'm much right. of a risk taker. Fight doesn't go to decision minus one oh five. God, I'm hammering. Oh, minus one fifty. There you go. All right, excellent. Um. I've got it at five dimes has has it at minus one oh five. Um, if you guys have a, a five dimes, um, five dimes. Which, five, well, well it's, I think it's it's English English. Is that why you keep sending me all of our bets in like the metric system mm-hmm. through this bullshit? Yeah, hundred percent. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. In the metric system. <laughs> Well, you're sending me stuff that's like listed in centimeters, and I'm grams, like, that's not yeah. even a number. Yeah, those you know, those aren't units; those are grams. Um, <laughs> all right, co-main event: Joanne Wood taking on Alexa Grosso. Grosso at thirteen and three. Joanne Wood um, at fifteen and seven. Hold on. What? Am I late to the game here, or did producer Jake fuck up the last name? No, it's Wood. She married John Wood. What happened to Calder? She dropped it. Was her, her name Joanne Calder this whole time? And then no, she no. she was dating Wood? Or no. what's the deal here? No, her maiden name was Calderwood. She married a man whose last name is Wood. No way. That doesn't happen in the world. That does happen in the world. That's like me being Trey Van Buskirk, and I met my wife who is uh, Amy Buskirk. Why would that be different? Well, I thought I was a chick, and I would drop the van, and then I would just be Buskirk. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying here. I was like, I, that's really convenient so in, for her. In, I'm really happy for 100, her. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, she probably didn't even have to get a new driver's license. No, no. Yeah, but she's going by Joanne Wood. Okay. Um, she's plus two hundred uh, underdog here, taking on Alex Grosso at minus two thirty five. Uh, over under rounds is at two and a half. Do we trust women's science here? Because I feel a little trusty on the women's science. It's hard for me to bet on these like older. You know, been around the the block mm. a couple times, chicks, dude. Oh boy, are we allowed to say that? 
Well, it's not sexual. It's just oh. been around the block, like from a fighting perspective. Gotcha. Experienced. Experienced. Well, can we say that? <laughs> I don't. <Let> me just... <laughs> JoJo's thirty six, so we'll just go with that. She's thirty six okay. years old. Thirty six. Alexa Grasso hasn't fought obviously the quality of competition, but Joanne Calderwood very susceptible in areas. And we'll get into this because there's someone that is on this card that fought her and exploited a big vulnerability in her game. But Jojo Calderwood is the uh, she is the pepper from distance, move around the cage, you know, cute chick, yada yada yada. Alexa Grasso will close the distance and throw heavy. And if she gets the better of those exchanges, I think Joanne Cal. Called Joanne Wood is going to wilt a little bit. I think that her ground game could be exploited, but I don't see Grosso going in for a double. So I think the more active fighter, the more youthful fighter, and I think someone who's going to have a little bit more pop on the end of the jab is going to be Alexa Grosso. I agree that Grosso have more pop on a jab. Um, Calderwood, or Calder, you got me doing it now. I know, dude. JoJo will be the slower, the physically slower right. of the two, but I believe that she'll carry. I believe that she'll carry more power. Um, I also think that her kicks will be better. And I think if this does go to the ground, she's more she's more of a submission threat than Grosso is. I don't think that's a big stretch either. I think you can say that JoJo has more ways to win the fight, but this boils down to what we've talked about and we'll talk about with the man and, and Jennifer Maya fight is when betting these, you can't bet what you want to happen or what could happen. You have to bet what's most likely to happen. And what's most likely to happen is Alexa Grossa go out there and shatter the nose of JoJo and circle around the cage for 15 minutes while JoJo exhausts herself trying to throw heavy kicks, trying to chop up the legs while getting punched and ultimately just wilting. Right. Right. I don't like that picture of her like busting up her nose because that yeah. with the cowboy hat is just it's She's not always do it for me. She always has a bloody nose. JoJo always – she's like Frankie – she's like female Frankie Edgar. Right, where you just like touch it up and it's just gushing. You just think about it and it's just a – like if you – it would be very easy to be uh, a JoJo for Halloween. You would just shave half of your head, yep. draw tattoos on yourself, and you just have a bloody nose and talk with a really high voice like this. People would be like, <clears throat> JoJo would. I know exactly who you are. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Drop the calder. Drop the calder. That's all you gotta do. All right, main event of the evening. Oh boy, Chris Dawkins versus Curtis Blades here. Trey um, Dawkins at a plus three ten. Curtis Blades minus four ten. Mm-hmm. Minus four ten on Curtis Blades over on rounds at one and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm confused by the line placement. What at one and a half and Curtis Blades being. A minus four ten, being known for wrestling and drowning people. Don't you think you extend that further? Don't, I mean, shouldn't shouldn't it be closer? Like, shouldn't it be a two and a half? A hundred percent. That's why I'm like something's funky here. Yeah, that's very strange. Like, I I will say this: I've I've rewatched uh, some of Curtis's last few fights, and my concern is is that. While his wrestling has been dominant, his entries have always been terrible. Oh, yeah. Like very bad, like hunched over Ben Askren getting need to sleep. <laughs> That's Michael exactly at all. Very poor entries. Yes. Um, obviously, that was exploited by Derek Lewis with the uppercut. Dawkus is fast. He's like this 
newer generation of heavyweights that sit like at the 230 to 240 range and they're quick. And as much as I shit on Chris Dawkins, I actually picked him to beat Derek Lewis and he failed me. Um, I can I cannot figure out how to how to bet a Dawkins brother because when I bet on them to lose, they win. And when I bet on them to win, they lose. Uh, historically speaking, even though past results do not reflect future performance, Curtis Blades is old reliable. I mean, he's only losing to the elite of the elite, and I don't believe Chris Dawkins to do so. I'm going to take Curtis Blades as another parlay piece, and I'll probably take the over one and a half as well. I think a lot, a lot of people are talking, and which I think is going to bring that line a little bit down for Chris, is he's a BJJ black belt. Um, can the wrestling of Curtis Bray, Blades pin it up against the cage, or is someone going to actually get their butt on the mat? And then you've got Chris Dawkins there to kind of sink up a choke, a guillotine, whatever it may be. Um, we haven't seen Curtis Blades really uh, negate the hands, fight the hands. Uh, Dude, if he can defend a Bravo choke, he's fine. That's true. That is probably true. Um, if you're going to uh, – dude, I don't know. I can't play Chris Dawkins because I don't know what he's good at yet, to be honest, dude. I really yeah. don't. I don't. Yeah. He's skinny fat too, which makes me really nervous. Those are the guys you got to worry about. They're the most dangerous. He's got the bum bag over his shorts, dude. I don't like that. Doesn't matter, man. He's it dangerous. freaks me out. I mean, he didn't grow up on quinoa and kale. I don't know what expect. No. So we're gonna take blades. I don't. I'm gonna not play this. Actually, I'm gonna play just over one and a half. I'm taking. I'm taking over one and a half. That's what I'm, I'm not for playing. sure doing. That's not even a question. Yeah, I, I I like it. But can I just look at this real quick? I just want to make sure. I'm not saying that Jake typed it in wrong, but um, I I see I see in the chat somebody said their book had it at two and a half, and I just want to make sure that that's right. I, again, I believe you, Jake. I just I looked at this and said it's gotta be. It's gotta be. I don't know if I believe Jake. He literally, I'm looking at him in the lobby right now. He's staring at a laptop screen that is off. So over, <laughs> uh, all right. So at one and a half, under one and a half is plus 160. <laughs> over one and a half is at minus 220. At two and a half, under is minus 125. Over is at minus 110. Ooh, okay. At two and a half, and then we've got three and a half, four and a half, and then fight goes decision. Fight doesn't go to decision. Yeah. Um, interesting. Almost like the fight doesn't go to decision at the minus two eighty as well as maybe an anchor. Uber twenty, shock. dude. I don't care if it's fucking take curse blades at four ten. You saying this chalk? No, I wasn't. I was just gonna say over one and a half. Anyway, you all right? Did you freeze? No. Okay, there you go. All right. You're just sitting really still. I'm just wondering if I look skinny fat right now. I'm just like thinking about that. Why would you think about that? Because I'm not exercising. All I'm doing is drinking beer and talking with you, and I you're, just haven't done anything. You're literally a grown-ass man. Who cares what you look like? Well, beach season's coming up, dude. What does that matter? Are I'm you out trying to impress the ladies? No. Because you already have a gorgeous wife that not only is is good looking, but is lets you have kids with her. You have won. What do you care? Well, right. She literally tends your house and provided you with offspring. You are you hit the lottery. What do you care? Go to the what beach. If, get wet. What's it matter? 
What if someone wants me to be like on a Geico commercial, dude? Nobody wants you to be on a Geico commercial. Okay. Well, they have a lizard. <laughs> oh, are you calling me a lizard person I'm right now? I'm not calling you a lizard person. If you you're were calling lizard, me a lizard person right if now, if you were a lizard person, you have a better chance. That's true. That's true. BlackRock, stand up. Be happy. Be healthy and happy. But you can be healthy and happy without having a six pack. What I don't even know what I mean, the only six pack you should be concerned with is craft beer. Damn. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, dude. All right. You're my little future heavyweight, and I just love you. All right, here we go. <laughs> First fight on the on the prelims: Luis Saldana taking on Bruno Souza. Uh, Souza at ten and two, Saldana at fifteen and seven. Here, um, be honest with you, Trey. I don't care about this fight at all. Ooh, ooh, dude! Actually, I don't care about. Be a great fight. Really, you're on Bruno Souza, aren't you? I know you are. I'm on an all team violence fight, man. Okay, all right. Talk me through it. Saldana, Saldana is out of fight ready, which we love fight ready. We love the Henry Cejudo type camp. So we know he's got a wrestling thing, but mm. he doesn't have – that's not his big thing. Mm. He's like, dude, he comes in and he's got great cardio and he's got heavy strikes. And you're going against Souza, who's one of those like bite down in your mouthpiece, like sit down on your punches and extend, mm. who also has a BJJ component that's pretty significant. Both these guys are two rams just cra crashing. If it goes mm. to the ground, I'm going to take Suze. I'm going to juice a little bit by submission. But I think Saldana is going to come in with a heavier strike. So can Bruno withstand the heavier strikes? And if he doesn't, will he be able to work off his back? Maybe so. So I think this fight is all fireworks. I'm all about it. From a betting perspective, staying away. Both these guys have a massive opportunity here. Inside the distance actually might be a solid play, but I'm not going to do it. I would say if you're on inside the distance, you would take Saldana. Souza, historically speaking, is is all about that decision life. You got a couple yeah. finishes peppered in here and there, but it is not anything to get excited about. Yeah. Um, this is the first fight on the on the card for a reason. They probably don't mm -hmm. care whether or not anybody watches this, to be honest with you. I, I understand the sentiment of wanting to get I, – I know how you feel about your LFA guys. I know that's why you love Souza yes. so much. But, uh, yeah, I don't care about this fight at all, man. Um, okay. Let's just hope the violence from UFC London carries over. Bet inside the distance, maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't have a play for this fight. I'm not playing it. You're not going to see it on our slip on Saturday. No, absolutely not. Okay. All right. I just I don't want to talk through it like you're going to see something because I don't want to I don't want to encourage your betting on this fight because I don't care about it. But this next fight I do. David Dovrak at 20 and 3, taking on Matias Nikolau at 17, 2, and 1. Uh Dovrak, pretty I feel like it should be a higher favorite than this, but I, you're getting minus 130. Nikolai out of plus 110 over on rounds of two and a half. When you say violence to me, this is the fight I think about for violence. Mm -hmm. This is the fight that I think that has potential to be fight of the night. Mm -hmm. I love this fight. I love this matchup. Dovrak, another guy that's not incredibly active, which bums me out. Um, but Nikolai has had decent showings um, and is capable of great violence himself. You know, one of the things that we need to, if you're if you're going up against him, one of the things you need to worry about um, is his ability to to move and move so well. I mean, he's got wins right. over Manel Cape and he's got wins over Tim Elliott. Both very awkward, very right. weird guys to, to to fight. Right. Also have uh, has a win over Lewis Smolka and John Moraga, both UFC level talents as well. Um, yeah. The guy was in the UFC, got out, came back. So he's not any he's no stranger to the game, right? Like he's beat he's been beating UFC caliber guys for a long, long time. Uh Dovrak a little bit newer on the scene in that regard, but 
what we've seen from him, he lives up to the moniker, right? The Undertaker. Um, that Ronderos fight, I mean, he choked that dude. <clears throat> you talk about take the life out of him. Outside of that, <coughs> excuse me, the win over Espinoza and Bruno Silva, he presents all kinds of problems here. Um, and he will shut the lights out on you one way or another. I like I like this fight for the all violence factor, man. I'll I'll take I will take Dovrak here because of the punching power, and I'll take inside the distance. I love both of those plays. I like it. I just I get worried if Dovrak's gonna end up chasing uh, Nikolau because, like you said earlier, Nikolau's got great footwork. He he moves around the cage. He bobs and weaves. Dovrak's more like back and forth. So I wonder if he's gonna chase him a little bit. I think the two and a half set there because both these guys lighter weight class, good cardio, both relatively durable. I, I want Dovrak. I think he has the uh, the power to get it done, but I'm worried he's going to chase. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. I've got – let's see. I've got a boogie. Um, let's do – how many fights we have left? Oh, gosh. All right. Let's run through these pretty quick. Manon and Jennifer Maya. We're on Manon by murder, correct? By murder. Man and by murder. Uh, until proven otherwise, it's man and fear row by murder. Every uh, hey, time. If you want to juice the Maya thing, though, player by sub. Yeah, but here's the th- okay. So w- the X factor here is we don't know what Manon's takedown defense and jujitsu defense is. Right. Maya is not going to outstrike her. So yeah. as the fight progresses, we don't know what what Maya's game plan is going to be. Her path to victory has, has, can be her jujitsu, uh, but she loves to rely on the kickboxing. So if she stands, if she wants to do that with Manon, it'll be a death sentence. If she decides to come out there and, you know, utilize the jujitsu, there's a great chance this fight ends inside the distance because it'll either be completely ineffective and she'll exhaust herself in trying to do so, which will lead to Manon by murder, or she will be successful. And in doing so, she will end the fight. That being said, um, if we're looking at odds for this, if we want that fight and we want it inside the distance, excuse me, I need more to drink is what's going on here. Um, fight does not go to decision. Is it plus one forty? Which I I'm I'm on board with that more than anything. I'm on else. board with that. You forget Maya's the girl that took a round off Shevchenko. Also mm. took Shevchenko down. But again, it's like what you said at the beginning. It's like is she gonna uh, deploy a game plan like that? I don't know. She did it against JoJo Calderwood when she was in front of a crowd, and that's where that submission actually came from. Yeah, but. She has yet to do that since then. It was like she's ditched it. She fell in love with her hands. Manning will piece her up if they stand. She needs to shoot in, get this thing to the ground, get a submission. That's her only path to victory here because otherwise she's she's dead standing. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with it. Um, all right. Probably everybody's parlay piece come Saturday night. Uh, Alishkab Kizreev taking on Dennis Tulian. Uh, Tulian at 10-5, and five, Kizreev at 13-0. and 0. Uh, you'll probably see Kizreev on every single parlay, right? Minus 600, contender series, wet blanket, destroyer of worlds, um, and late notice Tulian here. Uh, I Kizreev, just put him. Do you, you know what's crazy, though? That I'm not going to say his name. The freaking Ale Bale guy, that dude, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. got his Dana White contender series contract like how many years ago? It's been a while. It's been a while. He's had how many times has he fought since then? None. He, Zero. He's, he's had a few canceled bouts. He was supposed to fight of, your boy Wellington Terman, canceled. But supposed to fight Dawkins, canceled. Dechirico, canceled. Uh, Magomedov, canceled. I mean, what do you what do you want from him? Well, I don't know. It just tells you right there, though, who the UFC was trying to put him against. High level competition is his debut, and here's his debut against an absolute nobody. So, yeah, Wellington Terman. That's that's your that's your high level competition. 
That was although, the only one that was not uh, high level. Although Terman did beat Misha Serkinov, which I, it's 2022. Shot. I guess anything's possible. All right. Uh, deny Battergel taking on Chris Gutierrez. Gutierrez at 17 and three. Battergel at 12 and two. All right. Two key points here, right? Ooh. The leg kicks of Chris Gutierrez could be a problem yes. with a guy that plods forward like Battergel. Uh, Battergel hits very freaking hard. Chris Gutierrez does not respond well to power. He fights scared off the back foot whenever somebody's coming at him with a lot of heat. Um, this could be a great fight, or it could be incredibly boring. Look for Gutierrez to beat up the lead leg of Deny. Look to Deny. Look for Deny to try to close the distance quickly. He needs to throw more than one and two punch combinations here. He needs to hit him with the third and the fourth shot, not the first and the second. Um, extend the combinations. Make Gutierrez work in the pocket, and you'll be successful. If you chase him, which Gutierrez wants, you're going to get your leg chewed up, and then you're going to get kicked to sleep. So. Uh, those are the two points of reference I would have for this fight. I'm not playing it. I'm going to sit this one out and just enjoy hostilities, as Robin Black would say. In the first five seconds of that breakdown, it was everything I was going to say. So then my ADD kind of went off, and mm -hmm. I was looking at uh, Dana's last name. Which pronounce that again? I think it's Battergel. Battergel. Something like that. Uh, and then I looked at it and I was like, well, if I remove the T, then it says almost bagel. And then I went to another place where I was like, hey, there was this huge debate whether cereal is considered soup or is it actual cereal? Right. What are your thoughts? It's cereal. Not soup. No, soup needs to be cooked. There you go. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. You don't have anything other than super cereal? Yeah, that was it. You crushed it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Sarah McMahon, Carol Rosa, 15 and three. Sarah McMahon, 12 and six. Those of you who haven't forgotten, uh, Sarah McMahon was a silver medalist in the Olympics for wrestling. You'd never know it because she refuses to freaking wrestle. Uh, but she will for about a round and a half. Yeah. You get about seven and a half, eight good minutes out of Sarah McMahon. And then after that, you just got to pray that she doesn't get beat up so bad that the judges forgot how good she looked in the first half of the fight. Um, this is a fight that goes the decision. This is a fight. If you are looking for a prop on split decision, this is probably the most likely fight to go to split decision. If you're on the split decision prop, if you want to do the sprinkle, we've been throwing a couple plus 1000 plus 3,400 plus 2,700 props out on Saturdays. This will be the one that probably resides somewhere in that area. I cannot in good conscience, take Sarah McMahon and say unequivocally, she's going to win this fight. I don't know, but women's science is a thing. One women under one women's underdog is going to win this weekend. I don't know who it's going to be. It's definitely not going to be Jennifer Maya. Uh, so that leaves us with Sarah McMahon or Joe uh, Jojo Wood. So um, yeah, well, I think the, the X can. factor here is outside of her having atrocious cardio after one and a half rounds. She's also like forty-one years old. Uh, this mm. is a massive step up in competition for Carol Rosa. Normally, I would love to go with a female uh, wrestler. Like that's that's bread and butter for me um, all day long. But Carol Rosa is actually built pretty. She's pretty big herself. Mm -hmm. She's got good takedown defense, and her outside jab is absolutely lethal for point striking. So, this is a tough thing. It's going to frustrate Sarah McMahon if she can't get it down. I think Carol, Carol Rosa in the later round starts to pick it up and overtake what is a decision victory. Okay. All right, and then we got one more left, right? We have two more, and both of them are so good, dude. No, Neil Magny, Max Griffin. All right, Neil Magny at 25 and 8, Max Griffin at 18 and 8. Wait, did the DeCasey Slava Claus get taken off? That's the featured prelim. 
how is Max Griffin, Neil Magny not the featured prelim? I don't know, buddy. I don't know what you want me to tell you. That's shocking. Well, Merry Christmas. Go ahead. Max Griffin plus 190, Neil Magny at minus 225 over and around is at two and a half. I, I, I feel pressured here. I feel yeah. pressured. Yeah. I feel pressured to not, if I take Max, it, it, if I take Max, it looks like I, I bent to the whim of the mob. And if I don't take him, it, it continues to foster a, a relationship that's already potentially rocky. Well, no, to tell the people who they should bet on. I'm not telling people who they should bet on. I'm going to say I will, I will make two points about this. Neil Magny is the best competition that Max Griffin has fought yet. And Max is going to have to have to find a way to deal with the slow drowning style that is Neil Magny. Neil, Neil Magny wants to make you miserable for as long as you're in the cage with him. He will make you work. You have got to hurt him to get his respect, to, to just peel him off you a little bit. And this is far and away the best opposition that Max Griffin has ever fought. That being said, Max has looked better than he's ever looked before. And at 36 years of age, which is shocking to me because, as you know, Max Griffin and I are the exact same age. And not like the exact same age as that we're both 36, is that Max Griffin and I were both born on November 29th of 1985. Whoa, really? We were born within hours of each other. Weird. Yes. Yes. So the fact that Max Griffin is doing these things, I directly relate that to how I feel. And I'm like, I cannot believe he's doing these. Not only that, Max Griffin is getting better. He's literally getting better every time we see him, which is scary. Um, because usually getting better as you get older is reserved for heavyweights, not welterweights. So um, again, I just say this. This is this is the the test, right? This is almost... Max Griffin has now stepped up to the next level skill-wise as far as the welterweight division goes, and he has met basically the boss-level version of himself in Neil Magny. Neil Magny is the guy that they feed top 10 guys to to see if they deserve to be in the top 10. If Max Griffin beats Neil Magny, are you going to tell me that he doesn't deserve to be in the top 15 or possibly top 10 of the welterweight division? He absolutely does. Neil Magny is that guy. He's the boss level Max Griffin. So Max Griffin needs to beat the boss. Like when you say the boss, you mean like like a Bowser type thing in Mario? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Neil Magny's nothing like Bowser. He's not thick. He's I know he's not like I'm not comparing him to Bowser. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like a boss in a video game. You work really hard and then you have to progress past them. Max Griffin, I think should be what is in that top top 10 contender the unfortunate part is max griffin has been on the wrong side of moronic judging a lot of course of his yeah, career a lot of a lot of judging has not gone his way correct but i will say his skill his talent uh his iq his aggressiveness all of that has elevated himself significantly i think that Max Griffin is going to come in and he's going to be able to break away from those clinch exchanges that Magny is going to do. Magny is someone who is going to control the wrist. He's going to put his head up on, uh, on Max Griffin's hip and do that overhand, you know, right. And just pepper Max, but Max is going to be able to break away from that, whether it's a spin and elbow, whatever it may be. And he's going to be the aggressor. He's, he's great footwork. Obviously, his striking has been pinpoint as of recently. He's strong. He's fast. He's smart. I think this is, irregardless of 
of his age. And yeah, I dropped an irregardless because I still believe two years later that, that is a word. It's not a word. Irregardless. It's not a word. Of him being 36 years old, he looks like a young buck. And take that from a 33-year-old. It's true. He, he looks, looks young. Like I'm a not young buck. He's getting better every now, time we see him. I will say one thing, Dale. Yes. This is the only part that makes me nervous about Max Griffin. And while it looks fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, gosh. Come on. Just get it out. He has a new hairstyle. I well no he just did the braids it's different that's a new hairstyle that's not, one of your conspiracy theories no battle braids are different because they, they look different every time battle braids battle braids look different that's sick i'm taking max griffin i'm taking money line i'm actually parlaying that guy with asker askarov and i might throw slava claws in there too it's not going to be on our slip for saturday you're doing no, that it absolutely is going to no, be on you're going to put that on your you're, you're well then you're going to make a tray only slip I'm sorry. Wait, so we're, well, then we're taking Griffin money line. Okay. I'm better with that. We're taking Griffin money line. I'm better with that than your parlay. Confirm the pick, Dale. What? We're taking Griffin <laughs> money line. We are taking. Yes. Dude, that yeah. it pains you to take this just shows your lack of confidence. Max Griffin by it fucking murder. It doesn't pain me to take it. I will consistently and always ride and die with our punchless people. The only reason the only reason why you're getting any pushback from me whatsoever is because you're shoving it down my throat. If you weren't like shoving it on me, like that's how I feel about hype trains. The more you make me want to like like it, I will just by nature push back against it. I don't okay. I, it, it's my love language. Stay away from me. Like don't force your love on me. I'll give it to you naturally. I'm like a stray dog. Just give me treats and I will I will come around to you. Max Griffin came on our show. He interacts with us. He sings our praises. I love the guy. I will bet on him consistently. I he I, I was on the wrong side of the Carlos Condit pick. I will play Max Griffin at plus 190 here, and he'll be on our slip on Saturday. I have no problem saying that. It's just you pushing it that's making me go, I don't like that. No, I hear you. I hear you. You know who didn't hear you? Who? Ramiz. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they because Max ear. Griffin knocked his fucking ear off. They put his ear back on, though. It's still there. No, he does. He is a one-eared man. <laughs> it's not a one-eared man. It's, he it's, is. Max Griffin turned someone into a one-eared man, which is weird. Mark DeCasey at fourteen and five, taken on Slava Claus at six and one. Uh, too much, too soon for Slava here. Minus one fifty-five. DeCasey at plus one thirty-five. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're all about that. You're all about that Slava life. He does not look good right up until he knocks somebody out. He's got. <laughs> He's he's got Thor's hammers in his fist, but he never looks good up until he he connects. But when he connects, bro, it's night night. His kickboxing career. Don't look at his record. And this guy has fought more people than freaking. I can't pronounce the guy's name. So how am I going to do this breakdown? Who? I'm just going to call him Slava Claus, right? Yeah, just say Slava Claus. Slava Claus has the most crazy long kickboxing career kickboxing champion hmm. knows what it's like to be in a firefight and mark DeCasey has been always notoriously had this style of muay thai where he doesn't progress the fight he's a counter puncher so slava is going to come here and dictate the pace and if mm. someone's dictating the pace who has extremely heavy hands mm. someone's going night night and i think mark DeCasey, the scariest thing he has about him is his haircut not his muay thai style I think the case is terrifying. I wouldn't want to fight him. Um, because of his hair. Nothing to do with his hair. Uh, Battle braids. Definitely no braids either. It's always the mohawk. And yeah, uh, producer Jake with the on-the-fly change to Slava Claus. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> Dude, he's so good. Uh, 
<laughs> no, he, Slava needs to be worried about the power coming back from DeCasey. But like you said, an extensive career both in and outside the cage has prepared him. It's not going to be the first power puncher he's ever fought. Won't be the last one. Margin for error in four-ounce gloves is pretty small. Uh, still relatively young in his MMA career at 6-1. and one. I still like him to get it done here, though. Minus 155. Okay. There we go. Merry Christmas, you bitches. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas in March. All right. Run through these real quick. Saldana Souza. Uh, Saldana. Sure. Dovrak, Nikolau. Dovrak. Come on, Dovrak. Uh, Manon and Maya. Manon by murder. Manon murder, yeah. Uh, Kizriv and Tulian. Uh, Kizriv. Yeah, I'm on Kizriv as well. Uh, Denai Batagel and Chris Gutierrez. Mm, that one's tough, dude. Yeah. I, I think I want to go Gutierrez with those leg kicks. Yeah. Yeah. May, I'm, I'm leaning that way. Um, Rosa McMahon. <laughs> Come on, can, take Sarah McMahon. What, are you taking? I don't know. Fuck this. Uh, goes the distance. <laughs> Max Griffin, Neil Magny. We're on Max. Uh, Slava Claus and Mark DeCasey. Slava Claus. I'm on Slava as well. Latifi and Olenek. Latifi. I'll take Latifi there. Uh, Kaikar France and Askar Askarov. Asker Askarov. I'm on Askarov as well. Matt Brown, Brian Barbarena. The Immortal. Really? Interesting. I'm just going inside the distance here. Uh, but if I had to pick, I would pick Barbarena. All right. Uh, JoJo and Alexa Grasso. Grasso. Uh, yeah, I'm on Grasso as well. And Blades and Dawkus. Oh, man. Over one and a half. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, I just wanted to address something real quick. Nightwind says that one has an epic card this weekend too. Yes, they do. Ooh. One FC has a massive card this week. Uh, it is stacked. If you are not familiar, familiarize yourself. Um, I don't know if it's going to be free on their website or YouTube channel. I know sometimes they are, sometimes they are not. But if you haven't uh, watched a one FC card uh, before, I would highly, highly suggest it. Um, Mighty Mouse is taking on Rod Tang or Road Tang with the mixed rules. So it's going to be kickboxing for round one, MMA for round two, and then round three, I think, is back to kickboxing again. <laughs> it's wild, bro. It's wild. It's so it's so crazy. And then Angela Lee is taking on Stamp Fairtex in the main. Um, it's going to be sweet. It's kind of that's such a good if you've never seen Stamp Fairtex fight, holy crap, murderer. <laughs> She's such a murderer. Um, yeah, it's a good fight. It's good. It's good all around. Um, okay. If you don't already do so, follow us everywhere. Punch us MMA. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Shoot us an email if you're into that thing. If you know anybody at Cutwater, send them our way. <laughs> if you want to support the show but you're not sure how to do it, allegianceclothing.com and stayclassymeats.com. If you go to stayclassymeats.com and use promo code PUNCH, you can save 15% or sorry, 10% site wide. Wait, fist. Damn it. Fist. Damn. And Yes, Stay Classy Meats is promo code FIST. We'll save you 10. And Allegiance is Punch, and we'll save you 15. Trey, you got anything else? Nothing but a solid bang, bang. Be good to each other, guys.